It's a beautiful day, a day that my co-creators and I have made. It's a day of creation. It's a day of self-discovery. It's a day of healing. It's a day of self-development. It's a day of spiritual awakening. It's a day that is ushering us into a realm of self-healing, restoration, and enlightenment. Welcome to Life with Terry Podcast, and I'm your host, Terry Malachi. It has been five weeks since I've uploaded the first episode. Um, I can boldly claim that I have achieved a lot within the five weeks in my personal, social, and professional life. Now, let me ask you this. Is there something new or innovative that you have discovered in your life, either in your personal life, social life, or professional life? Did you receive any new ideas or new thoughts regarding your life? What are the new ways of doing things that you've come up with during this, the, 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 the five weeks? Socially, we are facing a number of challenges. If I were to be specific and bring it home to South Africa, we are facing a high rate of crime. We, are, we have serious leadership crisis. We are starving for good leadership. There is energy crisis, employment crisis, a lack of service delivery. There is a lack of innovation and innovative officials in our government. These are just a few examples of what we are going through as a society. So if you are in another country, what are the challenges that you are facing in your country? In your own space, what value do you think you can add to solving the crisis that we are facing? What are the new ideas that you're working on in your laboratory or library of creation? What new role do you think you can play to solve the problems that we are facing as a society? Or problems that you're facing in your personal life? If you have not received anything new, any revelation, any solution, then there's a problem. There are a couple of reasons that I can think of. The, the first one could be that you have not yet tapped into your power to create because you do not know how powerful you are. In Principles and Tools of Creation, I teach that a human being is a farmer who has the ability to receive fresh seeds of creation. I have received a couple of seeds during the past six weeks. And the majority of the revelations that I received are addressing the challenges that we are facing as Africans. The second reason I can think of is that you did not spend quality time with your thoughts with the intention of receiving fresh wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, or you were too busy to even have time to communicate 
or commune with your beautiful and intelligent thoughts. The third reason could be that you don't entertain social thoughts from a problem solver perspective. You have boxed yourself into a professional and personal goals that are family oriented. Your soul is not yet awakened to help you see beyond the family box. The sad reality is that no one is coming to rescue us from the crisis that we are facing. Wake up, you are sleeping on the job. But don't despair, don't beat yourself up. It is the beginning of new ways of doing things. If you want to tap into your untapped potential to create new and innovative things, you are at the right place, yeah? You must also get yourself a copy of principles and tools of creation so that you can begin to tap into your power to create and become the creator you are meant to be. And also visit our website to learn more about what we offer as Life with Terry to prepare you to become the creator that you are meant to be. We are getting started, beloved. As I promised in the last episode, I am going to share with you the life-changing incidents that took place from the 19th of November, 2019. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about the beginning of my transition from a world of religion into a beautiful and powerful world of spirituality, or rather a beautiful world of self. Finding self is a concept that is contrary to the dogma of Christianity, which says deny self and follow Jesus. Many, unfortunately, have denied themselves before they can even figure out who they are. At least take an effort to know who you are before you decide to deny yourself. Today I'm going to share with you how I got initiated into the world of creation, into the world of creators and co-creators. I'm going to share with you how I began to manifest the power that I am as a creator. If you're worried or you are not okay or you are angry with seeing Africans not fully embracing their true identity and continuing to be lost orphans who are seeking approval in other people's identities, then you are like me. If you feel in your spirit or heart or your energy that you have to speak out about the negative impact of religion upon the lives of Africans in particular, and you don't know the right approach, or you don't have the right words, or you don't have the guts, the boldness to express yourself to your friends colleagues or relatives, then you have come to the right place. 
This is also your opportunity to invite your families, your friends and relatives to listen to this episode and the episode that are coming after this one. Then you know that if they throw tantrums, <laughs> if they throw tantrums, you will dodge the bullet because you'll not be the one saying things unless you take a position to start speaking out. I know what I'm talking about. I was once like that, being there, done that, and worn the t-shirt. It is time for Africa to heal. We are running out of time. If we don't take action now, we will get to a place where healing will no longer be an option. There will be similar episodes that will unreservedly break down the painful challenges that we are facing as Africans. If we are going to heal as a nation, we need to be bold enough to speak out the uncomfortable truth. And by the way, I'm also an African from South Africa, born in Limpopo province. I come from a Pedi tribe and I speak Sipedi. Before I proceed, let me lay a foundation by giving you a background about my Christian religion. I unpack the full details of, of, of my, my religion in my forthcoming book called From Religion to Self. If all goes well, I should be able to release the book towards the end of 2024. So start looking forward to the book. I, I was born and raised in a Pentecostal Christian family. As I explain in the book, there are different types of Christian denominations in the world. Hence, the existence of many, many, many churches in the world. And, and, and all each church believes that they are the true church. <laughs> so a Pentecostal church is a church that subscribes to, amongst other things, the concept of the Trinity. So they believe in God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. For purposes of today's podcast, I will focus on God the Father. God the Father is God of the Israelites, according to the Bible, which is the main source of reference for Christians. So God the Father is also known as Yahweh. Christians are adopted children of Yahweh through the blood of the son of Yahweh, who is known as Jesus Christ, God the Son. In other words, if it was not for the blood of Jesus Christ, Christianity would not exist. Or maybe it would have emerged in a different form. Who knows? So if I claim that I am a Christian, it means that I believe and accept that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. 
I also accept that God the Father is my only God who I will worship, revere, serve, and, and, and I shall also live according to his rules, his principles, his laws, his regulations as stipulated in the Bible. So how do we know the attributes of God, Yahweh? We learn about his attributes in the Bible. When I say that I was born and raised in a Christian family, I mean that my grandfather, the father to my mother, was a Christian and he was also a pastor. The sister to my grandfather was a Christian. My mother is a Christian and her brother is a Christian. Her other siblings who passed on were Christians and the other sibling was a pastor. My mom's cousins are Christians and some of them are pastors. My three siblings are Christians. My cousins are Christians. So it's a reigning Christianity in my family. <laughs> and I mean staunch Christians, you know, not the fly-by-night Christians. You know, they, 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 they follow the principles of Christianity to the T. So Christianity is deeply entrenched in the DNAs of my family. So my Christian background is not really unique to me because many Africans will testify that they come from a background of Christians. Remember when I said in the first episode that I'm going to reintroduce myself to some of the family members and some will stop inviting me <laughs> to the family gatherings? Yeah, this is the time. If you're listening out there and you want to adopt me <laughs> as your family, please do. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. I'm good. I'm good, oh, <laughs> trust me. I've made peace with that. I'm okay. I fully understand the power of religion on the mind of a human being, and I have made peace with that. Now, let me talk about what happened during my journey uh, of transitioning from Christianity to spirituality or true self. Um, yeah, so at the time when this happened, I could not connect the dot. It was only later that I was able to say, oh, okay, now it makes sense. And now I can see the bigger picture. One thing about the things of spirituality is that they will wow you. Honestly, I am always wowed. So are we still together? Let me get to it. So on the 19th of November, I was overwhelmed with clear thoughts which introduced an intense desire within me to know more about God the Father. Not God the Son and not God the Holy Spirit, but God the Father. Focus was placed on knowing God the Father. So my desire turned into an intention to go on a search to know God the Father. Something inside me was like, uh-uh, Terry, you think you know God the Father, but you don't. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was being told that the knowledge that I have about God the Father is too external, in that it is based on the knowledge that I 
acquired through sermons, pastors, teachers, and, and in other ways, it was based on anything but my own experience. In preparation for my journey, I decided that I'm going to study the Bible from the beginning. So I, 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 I made a plan that at least within the 40 days, I would have covered the Bible in its entirety. So in other words, every day I will just go through chapter to chapter, chapter to chapter. So I studied the book of Genesis, took notes, combined the studying with the usual praise and worship. From the book of Genesis, I then moved to the book of Exodus. And I moved from one chapter to the next until I got to Exodus 20 verse 1 to 6. It is a well-known verse within the Christian circle. And this is where things began. Let me quote this uh, a scripture for you. I quote, And God spoke all these words, saying, I'm Jehovah thy God, who brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, thou shalt have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Close quote. After reading this verse, um, the believer in me was wowed. The believer in me was so excited. I, I remember saying, wow, God, you are so powerful. You are so holy, magnificent, and glorious that you don't want to share your glory with any other God. You know, I, I, I remember saying, I get you, I honor you, I surrender myself to you, and I'm here to worship and praise you. You've got me. I, I was portraying more or less the same mentality of every Christian who is trained to be a worshiper of God Yahweh. If you think about it, I was being a daughter trying to assure her father that he is loved and adored by her daughter. I was assuring the father that me as his daughter will never betray him no matter what. The next day, I was ready to move to the next chapter with the same momentum and daughter and father relationship 
you must remember that my intention was to discover more about Father God and to deepen my relationship with him. So just when I was about to proceed to the next chapter, a message landed in my thoughts to tell me to go back to Exodus 20 verse 1 to 6 and to read the chapter again. Um, I did not get why I should read the chapter again because I read it yesterday and I was excited about the chapter. Uh, after reading the chapter, I felt a deep desire to take a pause and analyze the chapter carefully. I immediately removed the head of a believer and put on a head of, a, of an intellectual with an intention to analyze. You can imagine, at first it was very scary. Imagine having the courage to question a God who just threatened to kill four generations. I felt this chilling fear going through me. Fortunately, the desire to analyze and question was way more powerful than the fear. What was about to happen was way more powerful than the fear that was used to sustain mental colonization. There was no turning back for me. Uh, unfortunately, fear is one of the elements that sustains the pillars of religion. The people who introduced us to God, Yahweh, are the ones who placed in us the fear and the wrath of God. There are many Bible verses that are used to scare the mind of a human being. It's not funny. Unfortunately, many Christians use these Bible verses to curse anyone who they believe is a threat to the kingdom of their father. Uh, words such as blasphemy are still used today to threaten those who dare to question the Bible. I remember asking myself, Terry, are you sure you want to do this? This is unheard of in your family. Who do you think you are? Hmm? Are you not scared of going to hell? Are you not scared of being punished by God the Father? Are you not scared of alienating yourself from your family? These are some of the questions that I asked myself. Um, here I am, three years later, still breathing and even more bold and courageous to tell the story. Um, let me tell you something very interesting. The people who are loyal to God the Father or the people who are adopted in the kingdom of God the Father they are way more dangerous than God himself. Or they are also way more dangerous than the rightful heirs of God the Father. Um, the truth is, as you will discover in your journey of self-discovery, God of Israel couldn't be bothered with the affairs of anyone other than his people. 
it's a painful truth to swallow for somebody who is looking so much to be accepted and loved by Father God. In my beautiful and intellectual capacity, after removing the believer who just believes without critical thinking, I began to ask many questions. One question led to the other question and so forth. Um, I opened a Pandora box. It was exciting and very scary at the same time. Uh, let me share some of those questions, which I also unpack in my book. I asked, God the Father, why are you jealous of other gods? Why, when you are this powerful, are you so concerned about other gods? Why are you concerned about petty things like mere images? What gives you the right to publicly announce that you will kill human beings who exercise their free will to worship other gods? Why do you give us free will and punish us for using it? You must remember I'm talking about Father God who is also the creator at the same time. I ask questions such as, who are these other gods? Who are they? How do they look like? How did your children, the Israelites, differentiate you from these other gods that we don't know of? When you introduced yourself to your firstborn, the Israelites, for the first time, who did you say you are? What unique attributes did you disclose to them? Okay, let us bring it home to my blood lineage ancestors. I was curious to know who the creator was before God the Father was introduced to my ancestors. Before my ancestors were introduced to the attributes of God Yahweh in the Bible, how did they see and experience the creator? Who was the creator to my ancestors? And how did they relate to the creator? When the missionaries came to Africa, what did they find? How did they conclude that the spiritual practices of my ancestors could not satisfy their spiritual needs? What led the missionaries and their sponsors to conclude that the creator that my ancestors knew was inferior to the God of Israel, God Yahweh? As Father God, who decided to adopt my ancestors into your family? What are the first words that you spoke to welcome them into your family? How did ancient people who were not Israelites, relate with you? How did the Israelites introduce you to non-Israelites? Okay, let's talk about creation. How did you create everything on earth? I unpack every question in the book and I answer each question one by one. 
How did I get answers to all these questions? Uh, the first thing that I did was I went back to read the book of Genesis and this time with an intellectual and an analytical mind, I told the believer in me to go on a holiday. <laughs> yeah, I packed her bags and sent her off. <laughs> she was misguiding me all the time. And guess what? I found all the answers. I could not believe that this Bible that I had for decades had the answers that I needed and yet I did not see because my mind was colonized. Uh, mental colonization or mental indoctrination begins when a human being receives knowledge and accepts that knowledge as the only way, the truth and the life. Consequently, every new data gets blocked by the colonized or the indoctrinated mind. The mind becomes the soldier, the soldier who is ready at all times to protect and defend the old knowledge. Um, this is some mind engineering stuff right here. Uh, it's amazing what the colonized mind can do and continue to manifest uh, the, the, the knowledge that was accepted as the truth, the way, and the life. The process of answering all these questions led me to the amazing discovery of the creator on the one hand and God on the other hand, and God as presented to us by the authors of the Bible. Uh, I was led to a place where I discovered who the Creator was to my ancestors before they were introduced to the Creator as packaged within the scope of God Yahweh. At the end of my research, I, I learned of the attributes of God Yahweh, which are not the same attributes as those of the Creator. Amazing stuff. As I emphasize in chapter 1 of Principles and Tools of Creation, no one should come to you and claim that the Creator said this or that. The creator wants you to do this or that. That is some messed up stuff that human beings can do to other human beings. You are the rightful heir who is entitled to receive knowledge about the creator. The creator is you and you are the creator. You can never separate yourself from the creator. The concept of separation is a foreign concept to us, the Africans. The concept of describing the creator as a father with focus on a male gender is also a foreign concept to Africans. 
Our African ancestors knew the Creator long before they were introduced to the Creator in the form of God of Israel. For example, my ancestors knew and referred to the Creator as Mudimu, a petty name, years and years before they were introduced to God Yahweh. Let me give you time to breathe for two weeks before I unpack uh, further content regarding God the Father and the Creator and the impact of each on your power to create. I don't want to overwhelm you. Uh, I had three years to heal. <laughs> yeah, so let me be fair to you. Go and study. Be a scholar of your own truth. Um, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about the impact of slavery, the impact of physical colonization, and uh, other systems such as apartheid, and how those systems affected the power of our ancestors to become the powerful creators that they were meant to be, and consequently affecting their descendants, us, to become the creators that we were meant to be. Um, Africa is a beautiful continent. Not only is it a beautiful continent, it is spiritually and physically the creator and giver of life. Over the years, we have lost our position and we continue to lose our position as creators and giver of life because of mental colonization and indoctrination and because of many other human systems that were imposed on us. And unfortunately, if we don't act now, the world will have no place to get its life, including us, the creator and giver of life. I am speaking from a prophetic and strategic position. I will unpack this message nicely for you in the coming episodes. And with these words, I close. Remember to place your order and get a copy of Principles and Tools of Creation and begin to create. Um, expect the next episode in the next two weeks. While you wait for the next episode, uh, please play a song called Higher by Sun L Musician featuring Simi. It is a beautiful and powerful song that you can dance to and be inspired and be motivated. Until then, have a lovely week. Bye-bye.